I saw a band named Gal, I'd just be like, whoo, that's too heavy for me. No, thank you. I don't think there's a band called Gout. You're welcome, Internet. Oh, there is. It's a German band. You think it means the same thing? Probably not. <laughs> it's probably like a pickled fish or something. <laughs> that was a gout, please. <laughs> you ever get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up? You know that feeling that the whole country is like one inch away from saying, that's it, forget it. Let's see. Thanks, Mr. Man. Uh, now look. Here's a house full of bees. You think the honey badger cares? It doesn't give a shit. Listen, let's get one thing straight. Price is right. Guns don't kill people. I do. Nice. Had to be done. Yep. What was that group? We call grooves like that undeniable. Indeed. And when, not that I consider myself ever having mastered anything, but I remember the turning point when I... Nothing useful anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's very true. 80s metal trivia, I will fucking put you (laughs) in the ground. Where are my car keys? No idea. (laughs) But uh, when I had turned this corner, when I figured out how truly how like songwriting worked, I was like, if you can do something with two, three notes on a bass and a groove, yep. if you can make that powerful and make that stick. Totally. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just polishing a turd. You're just like, well, add keyboards, add guitar, add harmonies. No. Add, add, and it's like, if you can't sell it with, with a simple drum beat, a simple snare kick pattern, and a bass line, it's probably not that good of a song. Yeah. And it's, it's difficult to do. It is. I think, yeah, you can't hide behind all of the noise and the, the just the messy layers of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You just have one good groove, some simple lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. It's a hit, baby. Messy layers of bullshit uh, describes the first 300 songs I ever wrote. <laughs> Where do you think they're from? Quad City DJs. That's got to be Chicago area, right? I don't know what Quad City refers to. Yeah. I haven't hit the enter button on my search here yet, but it the sound kind of makes me think of like the DC Go-Go uh, okay. scene. Is that what it's called? Go-Go? Uh, I'm not familiar with it. I'm familiar with the Go-Go's. The, <laughs> uh, they are from, oh, dude, of course, Jacksonville, Florida. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it sound like okay. Florida? Right. Remember, yeah. we, we, had, we had compared it last time to, it's got that kind of tag team. Like a novelty hit to it. it totally. Although the tag team song sucks. 
uh, kind of a soft spot in my heart for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the guys can't sing. So the, the, the producer said, like, let's take all the singing out of this song. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that, that Quad City one is, I'm sure it's auto-tuned to, to within an inch of its life, but great harmonies. You know, when they're doing uh, halfway through the, I don't know, what do you call the chorus? There's only one part through the whole song. Yeah, Go-Go. That's how I sing it. The official music of Washington, D.C. I've never heard of this. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was kind of like the 90s uh, dance music okay. came out of D.C. Okay, gotcha. D.C., pay attention. It's the Block <laughs> Rocker. DJ Knock. <laughs> Did you have that queued up? No. <laughs> just hit perfectly. <laughs> Anyways. So right before we started, um, I came across a headline that I'd like to share with you. Please uh, do. I guess we can call this breaking news. Yes. So let's, let's, re- <laughs> let's review what we discussed with the Carly Russell Ah, yes. Uh, abduction. I'm using my favorite uh-huh. words here. Uh-huh. Okay, so how did we... Wh- what was Where did the, we leave it? Yeah, okay. So we left it with... Because right off the bat, you pre- I had never heard of this before, and you yep. presented it to me, and I'm like, uh, my my false flags are yeah. flying you had the exact, high in the wind right now. You had the exact same initial reaction that I did. Right. Bullshit! Okay, so it was that she was following... There was uh, a toddler walking down the freeway, at, at Olympic <laughs> speed <laughs> levels. Right. And she followed this. I looked more into this. She followed it. Uh, security cameras caught that she had her car in, not idle, but whatever it is. They drive with no foot on the gas. Drive, right. Yeah. So, which is what, eight miles an hour or something like that? Yeah. yeah something, something close to that. She followed the toddler, again, using my finger quotes, for 600 yards. Yes. Right. That's that's one fast toddler. Like uh, that's with uh, endurance. I mean, my cardio is pretty good right now. I, uh, that's a that's a pretty steady run. No, my my <laughs> five year old would start complaining after a five hundred <laughs> right. six hundred yard walk. Right. At, at which point she was abducted by some strangers. She fought for her life. Dis- mm-hmm. she disappeared for forty eight hours, uh, and then she came back. And then we strangers who were interested not in her uh, wallet, phone, cell phone, or purse, or oh. wig. But only the snacks that she had pre-bought. <laughs> a bunch of, like, power bars and fast food. Yeah, that's the only thing she took uh, they out. Were, they were hungry abductors. <laughs> right. And then we come to find out, they go through Carly Russell's phone, is that she had uh, dildoed uh, the movie Taken, how much an Amber Alert costs, and a one-way ticket, bus ticket from, I think, Birmingham to somewhere else. Another southern city. Yeah, another yeah. Su- a southern place. And then as we put these things together, you're like, okay, like right off the bat. I mean, I only need to hear like two minutes of what you said. I'm like, I'm calling yeah. bullshit. And I saw a picture. I was like, she looks like a narcissist pain in the ass. But yeah. This is from the far right wing. Uh, oh, the Huffington Post. Okay. Kali Russell has admitted she wasn't kidnapped, her attorney says. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I, just before I came over, I heard the uh, the statement read by the <laughs> chief of police of, of Al- what is it, Birmingham, where she was. So you could you point the finger. This is petty. This is trivial, but like it, trashy news tabloid stories like this, <laughs> they get really fun. Totally because it's like, it's not like, not because of the story, but it's because no. of all the people around us saying, "Yes, like, is, wasn't that terrible? It wasn't yeah. that terrifying." Like, or, she, and she fought her way out of out of captivity. Right? I, my personal favorite is the outrage over you know this is just drawing attention away from the actual black people that are abducted in the world. <laughs> <laughs> You're. Yeah. You're right. It is. That's kind of our point. <laughs> I know. Thank God. 
She, uh, in her statement, I will say, I, knowing that she is the narcissist that she is, uh-huh. clearly. Right. She ended the statement with, I hope people will forgive me. Did she? Yes. All right, good on you. Thank you. That's all we ask. Exactly. <laughs> is that too ask. much to ask the rest of you fuckers? <laughs> I mean, what was she, 25? I mean, the decisions I made at that age were yeah. deplorable. So. Totally. All right, cool. They didn't make national news, yeah. for, unfortunately. But Car- Carly Russell, thank you. Now we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> I did this. Uh, so I was out of town for the weekend. I was down in uh, the San Diego area. Which, yeah. by the way, let me, let me just bring something up. Mm-hmm. Is us being from Northern California mm-hmm. is, uh, for those of you not from California, it's two different, I'd say two different countries, Northern California or Southern California. And, and where would you define uh, the, the, well, the border? Here, uh, uh, I say Santa Cruz. Some people say Santa Barbara. It's like when you get into SoCal life or whatever. But the yeah. things that... The kinda things, gotta put, sorry, I got to put go ahead. Santa Cruz in the NorCal. Category. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd okay. say it's south of Santa Cruz. Yeah, as much as it's not when we think of NorCal, we like think of San, Lu- San Luis Obispo is like a little bit of both. It's still that yeah. kind of sleepy beach town, but it's a little kind of hoity-toity kind of SoCal beach culture. And if you want to even get more into the weeds on it, there's definitely a Central California. Yes, which everything up to San Francisco is clearly in right. And then above San Francisco, I would say, is where you actually have Northern California. Yeah. Like now, now we live is like the very southern end of. Now Northern I'm California. cranky enough. I call just because I don't like it. I call San Francisco SoCal. Like yeah, it's just all <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't want. Is it south of where I'm standing currently? <laughs> then yes, it's SoCal. <laughs> <laughs> so they. Uh, but one thing that I was mistaken in my mind is that when people think, I you fall into the trapping. You know, when I was traveling to, you know, you go. To, out of the country, you go to Europe or Canada, for example. And they're like, oh, yeah, California, you know, surfing, the, the boardwalk, you know, lifting weights on the beach. You know, everyone's like, yeah, and blonde. Surfing I'm, to school. I'm all, yeah, that's not really where we grew up. Or we grew up, I mean, we did grow up surfing, but it's like great white sharks, freezing water, like giant waves crashing into rocks, you know, cows on the beach. You yes. know what I mean? Seeing another surfer is, there's no territorial disputes. There's, yeah. There's an embrace. Like, thank God you're out here. Yeah, you're fucking crazy too. This is great. <laughs> thank you for reducing my chances of but getting eaten by a shark this, by 50%. I fell, I fell into the same trappings as going like SoCal. You think, well, LA, which is what almost everyone thinks, LA. Sure. And LA is a hellhole. It's a miserable place. It's the toilet of the country. And, but you go past LA, you get into San Diego County and it's more like San Luis Obispo or Santa Cruz. It's way more laid back. It's uh, quiet beach towns. Mm-hmm. And so you just Southern, what I call like Southern California doesn't include the far Southern California, which is San Diego County, mm-hmm. Encinitas, Carlsbad, especially North County. It is some of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my life. And I've been going there. A couple times a year for, uh, what, 20 years now? Because, you know, one of my best friends in the world lives down there. And it's it's a freaking paradise. I can't yeah. believe how nice it is. Perfect weather, nice towns. Yeah. Like, everyone's kind of, like, laid back. Everything's clean. Mm-hmm. It's like, no way does it resemble Los Angeles. No. Yeah. In fact, some parts resemble Tijuana. Right. Or, just, or Baghdad in the, I was, night, <laughs> in the mid-90s. I was thinking of uh, Imperial Beach. Right. It's kind of the, the forgotten beach town right. down there. That's uh, IB, like 
no one would go there to go surfing yeah. or anything. It's I, And I never went there, so I couldn't firsthand say it was ghetto, but it always had this kind of reputation of being a little bit less desirable yeah. beach town. Um, I might as well have been Tijuana. I went there as right. many times. Probably, I probably went to TJ more than I went to yeah. IB. Because you lived down there for, for yeah. a while, right? Yeah. yeah, five years. Yeah. Yeah, an enormous county also. Uh-huh. In fact, um, <clears throat> little known fact, um, <laughs> the most biodiversity. That, that, that's a great power move to push up glasses when you're <laughs> not You don't have any? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, greater biodiversity in San Diego County than any other county in the country. Oh, really? And if you think about it, all of the different climates that are there, like they grow apples up in Julian. Right. There's the high desert. There's the low desert. Yeah. There's the beach. There's um, riparian habitats mm-hmm. there. Yeah. It's really quite fascinating. Yeah. Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> but uh, while I was down there, I was talking to my uh, one of my best friends in the entire world who's a friend of the podcast. And he, we just... One of my the reason why him and I have stayed in contact all these years is we are wi- we have such a similar wiring. It's like neither one of us want to do anything, and you know I go down there. I've been going down there to see him. You know, like I said, for over two decades, and we just sit in his on his back deck or his back porch and just like shoot the shit, just talk about ideas, and just like throw stuff back and forth. And one of the things I threw to him this way, I'm like, you following this Carly Russell thing? He's like. Nope, and he's checked out. Like he's like, I don't, I don't pay attention to anything. Yeah. But he's a uh, an amazingly intellectual guy. Like he loves to go like deep on stuff. He loves to talk about like philosophy, and he's always just. And part part of the reason why him and I get along so he has he's the only person I know that has worse ADD than I do. Like he's just bouncing all over the place and uh, hyper fixating on just like obscure things, <laughs> you know, while like, uh, you know, the rest of the world is just kind of like sliding by him. He just doesn't yeah. notice all this obvious stuff. So I was like, you following the Carly Russell thing? He's like, nope, what's that? I'm like, okay. So um, she was coming home from work, I think, something like that. And she spotted a toddler on the road. And she pulled over to help the toddler. He just goes like, bullshit. <laughs> He's like, what, a toddler? No, 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 no. Yeah, nice. And then I gave him all the rest of the facts. I'm like, well, since then, like, this has happened, this has happened, this has happened. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah bullshit. It's all bullshit. Uh, you got to love people that just have the yeah. perfectly tuned spidey sense. And this is what I love when we talk to, when I talk to my buddy, you know, that I'm talking about right now, or we had Doug on the podcast. These are all, like, lifelong friends I've had, you know, for several decades. And... Both, all these people are bad with their phones, much like I am. We, you know, we don't text each other every day, and we don't, like, you know, there's the, the occasional phone call, like, every couple months or whatever. And when we hang out, we pick up where we left off. You know, there's no, like, catching up or whatever. And the thing that's fascinating to me, like, from a, I guess, from, like, a psychological perspective is when you talk about something like the Carly Russell thing or the COVID pandemic or where you where you are in Ukraine or all of the, the woke stuff going on and... um you know, what are your thoughts on the sound of freedom or whatever? We don't talk about these things. And you bring this up, and I'm like, how is it? We brought this up with Ryan, our Muay Thai coach, when mm-hmm. he was on the go. It's like, isn't it kind of fascinating that we all come on our own accord to the exact same conclusions for all this stuff? And it's counterculture. It's counter to, like, what the narrative is. Because yeah. the narrative is saying this. And for some reason, I don't know, like, it's something in our brain or just, like, the way that we see the world – we swim upstream constantly. Yeah. And then I talk to you five years later 
And, you know, he goes, you didn't take the vax, do you? He's like, no, fuck no. Yeah, me neither. Like, we never had a discussion about it. Like, we never, you like, <clears throat> hey, guys, like, where are we on this particular subject or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I, I can't stop thinking about it. I think it's so interesting. I'm like, well, this, this is probably why these are the people that I go out of my way to go see and stay in touch with yeah. know, after all these years. I mean, that's exactly what COVID did. COVID was the biggest deal in our lifetimes. Mm-hmm. And it we use it was like a uh it was a it was an eraser that just took away all of the useless un um allied right people that hate you out of your life yes and you don't have them anymore it showed you who your true friends are. and when yeah. you erased on the uh, dry erase board it left some stuff on the board and those were your right true friends yeah we talked a lot about that, that you, this weekend that you connect with i mean that's why we started the liberty tree clothing brand right was to have a counterculture clothing brand that said shit that people like us mm-hmm. would would wear and would like and was completely counterculture yeah you know that was not something that you were you know you would wear in certain company yeah yeah or, yeah. or you would just to create a <laughs> okay. a stir or, or just conversation starter sure uh you can get yourself one of those t-shirts at libertytreelifestyle.com by the way if you'd like to support the show oh I better not say this on the air never mind okay um Wow, that's an oh. amazing moment of restraint. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> I, well, I just had this uh, vision as as I was about to say it of me getting in trouble. So, okay. Uh, our coach told me the same thing that uh, the 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 COVID had that same impact. Because I don't know if you remember, but his place was operating. Um, Hmm. We might have to edit this out. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to say the, it. Under the radar. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they struggled because people were trying to get them busted. Shut down, yeah. During, I remember that. During that. Yeah. And it really kind of revealed. Literally. Or people just stopped going because they just didn't trust him, I think. Yeah. And I think it really opened his eyes to like who his friends were. I've, I've had these dis- uh, discussions. Yeah. Him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh, it's it's very very. We talked about that a lot over the weekend. It was very interesting. We ended up going to a um, a very fancy restaurant. The uh, my buddy has very fancy tastes, and had one of the best meals that I have had in probably a couple of years. Also, the next day, uh, top ten hangovers really in the last twenty years. Maybe. Wow. Yeah, because I'm not. I don't drink hard alcohol. Right. And uh, you know, so he's a he's a a nutball because he trains, you know, he has, he built this compound in his house. And so he has like the seals come there and they train together and we do all the military workouts. So you work out like five, six hours a day, like insane. And then like hill sprints and just this whole program. And then you fast all day. You don't eat at all. When you're done with the workout, you eat a giant steak and an avocado and just sit by the pool and drink beer. And then uh, we decided to go to this fancy dinner and you're ordering the wine and then ordering the whiskey and, you know, by the end of it, I, uh, you know, I had burned, we were burning so many calories. You're essentially like drinking on an empty stomach and mixing alcohol. Right. Yeah. My wife actually Plus, said, like, that's the drunkest I've seen you in like a couple of years. <laughs> I used to, when I'd play soccer, get done, have like two beers after a game. Yeah. Go home, go to bed, wake up with a hangover. Right. 
And that's like, as opposed to Sunday, like fucking off the whole day, drinking all day. All day long. All right, time to go to work. Yeah. I'm still like mowing the lawn and, you know, getting it. Were you throwing up the next day? No, no, no. I've I've never been a puker. I I wasn't even like hungover, like sick. I was just like my brain, the brain fog. Yeah, it just didn't work. Yeah, yeah. We got in the sauna and I was just like, I could just, I was just sweating out like evil. Yeah. (laughs) Evil, but like good, you know, $20 glass whiskey (laughs) is what what was coming out of my pores. And he's like, all right, time to hit the ice bath. I was like, oh, dude. I was like, I just my fortitude is like not where, <laughs> not really on point here right now. But we did still hit a workout. Dude, ice bath yeah, is like, the best cure for a hangover. Yes. It makes you boom, right as rain. Yeah. We back, um, back and forth is good, Tim. While we were at this really fancy restaurant, because uh, we got a sitter for the kids, and they were saying, because they have three kids, and he goes, man, we we do this maybe like twice a year at this point, you know, we're just so busy with it, with work and with the kids and everything. I'm like, yeah, we don't, we don't really, you know, our dates include our son, you know, he comes with us and right. you know, we go to we're like, let's just go to a taqueria. I mean, he'll enjoy it. You totally. Know I mean? And, um, but we started like talking, just great conversation, just having like the best time. And, uh, just really having like a nice night, like amazing meal. Like we ordered like everything off the menu. We got oysters and steaks and they had fried chicken and cream spinach and fancy wine. Like it was just, we went big. We're like, we don't get to do this very often. Like let's, let's kind of go off the rails. And someone had made a, uh, his wife who is just an absolute angel, like just one of the sweetest, like, like most generous, like beautiful people like you would ever meet. Right. And, um, and our, you know, us as a couple, we just have a good flow. We just love spending time with each other and having a conversation. And everyone's fun loving and having a good time. But someone had made a, uh, someone had made a remark about uh, we were talking about politics, and they had talked about like who would be possibly running. And I was like, well, it's <clears> funny <throat> we just kind of covered this <laughs> like on a on a podcast. And his wife they they all call me mattress for i've never figured out why he's like, he told me i think once i can't remember <laughs> yeah he goes she goes uh so mattress you guys covered this on the podcast i was like yeah we did i was like i usually not too interested in horse race politics but it is kind of fun when you approach it with just like let's have some fun with it and make some jokes and you know breaking down the candidates and just pulling the facade back a little bit on just like just the circus the theater the bullshit the kabuki theater of the whole thing and and um Someone brought up uh, Michelle Obama, and like, and I had made a joke. I'm like, well, that's all well and good, but like, I think it's time for a woman president. And she looks at me. She goes, what, "Isn't that what I just said?" I'm all, "Well, you know, Michelle Obama is a man, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and she was dead. So she goes, "No, like, go on." I'm like, I I mean, I can't say anything for a fact. I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I don't really look into this stuff, but here's a picture of uh, her versus... <laughs> Does that look like an Adam's apple to you? That's, yes. And she looks at, you know, my buddy, her husband, and he goes, oh, yeah, you didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> and so we ended up having, like, an hour and a half drunken discussion about how Michelle Obama's a man. It was hilarious, dude. We were having such a good time. And I'm the whole time, like, I'm... F- Cause now I'm in my element, right? Yep. <laughs> I'm having a good time, and I'm looking around. I'm like, I, I just this, this always happens to me. It's like you're, it's like our necrophilia conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around, I'm like, what were the other tables are talking about? Like nothing <laughs> like this interesting. And so my wife, who has a uh, someone that she grew up with, uh, a conspiracy minded friend out in like Texas, 
she goes, I wonder if you know, so-and-so knows about this. He goes, I'll text her. Like, you know, she's telling the table, like, let's see what she says. And she goes, have you heard anything about, like, Michelle Obama's a man? And she just texts back, like, oh, yeah, you mean Michael? <laughs> <laughs> Michael, as we call him? <laughs> it was great. It was right. one of the better dinners I've ever had. So if Michelle Obama is a man, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, she does look rather manly, mm-hmm. especially once you start looking at her with that mindset. Uh, especially when you see the pictures with a giant protruding package in the, in the groin area. Yes. Yes. That one definitely kind of a tip off. Right. Right. I mean, she's anti-gun, so you know, she's not packing. Yeah. And no one holds her phone in their underwear. No. Uh, does, what is, where does that put Barack Obama? As far as sexuality? Yeah. Or gender. Mm. He's a man. We assume, right? (laughs) I mean, Allegedly, we assume they're married. Although, you know, these you, power- have you gone into these deep dive or deep dives on like script keeper or people on Instagram? No, what's they're constantly going on about the all the people are fake. Yes, I have. So seen that we're, they're wearing skin masks, right? Right, and apparently, uh, Jamie Foxx's body double. They couldn't afford the skin mask, or he was just too looked too close. They're like, it's, it's good enough. Yeah. But he's have you seen Jamie Foxx's body double? Uh I think I have actually. Just recently something I think something popped up today because he's been dead. Gone. Dead. <laughs> stroke. Uh paralyzed, unable to speak, deaf. <clears throat> I don't know, you hear all kinds of things. And then all of a sudden these like things start popping up. And which is funny because to go back to what I was saying earlier is like, you know, you have these friends. I have certain friends, a very, very small circle of friends of people that I have been, you know, intimately connected with for you know two decades at least. And like these are the people I go out of my way to stay in touch with. And it's just like our – it seems like our brains kind of work in a similar way. You know, burden or curse, you know, <laughs> you can decide. Sure. But, you know, when I mentioned he had brought up we we're we – we're, <laughs> taking turns doing fucking pull-ups and just like ranting at each other. It was, I was so satisfied. It was so <laughs> great. And, uh, he's like, yeah. And the whole like Biden thing, I'm like, I was like, well, I mean, if it's even Biden, I mean, a lot of, you know, we're looking at like a clone and he looks at me, he goes, yeah, right. The earlobes, you see the picture and the earlobes, it changes. I'm like, my man, <laughs> my man. <laughs> were all the Navy SEALs there too? No, we didn't do that this time. We we uh we kept the circle extra tight. We were going to and then um we just uh it was funny. I was just talking to my wife. She goes, "I think I think they felt maybe a little guilty like we didn't go out and like do stuff. You know, go out and like go to a museum or go to do mm. this." I'm like, "I know my man doesn't think that way cuz he's <laughs> wired then that's why I'm friends with him." I was like, "Cuz cuz she asked me. She goes, "What do you want to do this weekend cuz we're on vacation?" It's like nothing. I want to go to Chris's house. He, had, he he built his compound out. We're going to fucking exercise like six hours a day, do hill sprints and like this, all this gnarly shit. We're going to eat giant steaks and then drink beer by the pool and we're going to take a nap and then we're going to have like a, an awesome dinner. Like, I'm good. And, you know, it's just this roving pack of kids having the best time ever. It's like, everyone's happy. Like, we don't need to, we don't need to entertain ourselves like with, with doing anything. It was perfect. And we're just going to sit. Sounds amazing. Sit in this outdoor gym and just talk about conspiracy theories the whole time. It sounds awesome. It's pretty good. You are not exercising today. No. <laughs> What's going on my, there, Clubfoot? My foot hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. The uh, I don't want to talk about my 
health more on All this right. fucking podcast. Um, <clears throat> dude, there's a, a documentary on Netflix called Unknown Killer Robots. Oh, wow. Yeah. So gnarly. Is it the, uh, the those dog ones from Black Mirror? Among others. Yeah. So the newest uh, thing in military weaponry <laughs> that we know about, there's probably much newer things mm-hmm. aside from what they tell us about, are robots. And just like every fucking thing that these psychopaths do, it's robots that have the capability to be autonomous. They're so smart that they can figure out who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. But they don't use them that way. Relax. <laughs> they promise they're not going to do that. So we can all just, just have that capability. Yeah. What were the, uh, what was the three things? See if you can find this. Um, the three things that um, the people who first started AI said, as long as we do these things, an AI won't get out of control. And it was something like, don't connect it. To, one of them was, don't connect it to the internet. Um, don't give it um, alcohol after midnight. I think that was another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't let it get wet. <laughs> Is that no? I'm thinking of I think gremlins. gremlins. That's right. right. Sorry. Sorry. Do you see the? Uh, it's a fine line. Uh, Artificial AI needs to be democratized to help more people understand it. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Fuck off. That is not the problem. Jesus Christ. We need trustworthy AI. <laughs> yeah. We need to make sure it doesn't actually okay. become racist. Three three things to avoid to avoid doing with AI in a recession. No, okay, right. forget it. Doesn't matter. Those three things we've done at this yeah. point. Yeah. We've given access to the internet. We've get we've given it all the tools that it needs to become we've given autonomy. Super evil. Yeah. Right? And uh, that's what they're using in this Speets laboratory. You're the only guy that's seen the Terminator. <laughs> I know, right? God. They made that movie for a reason. Yes. Actually, the reason they made that movie, come to think of it, mm-hmm. was a... Predictive programming. Predictive programming. Uh-huh. Thank you. I knew you'd... Yeah, greasing the old cultural skids. Yep. So, yeah, you got to... Um, you got to see this documentary because it it does it's pretty fair and balanced. It's like a, it's you know it's on Netflix, so it's not just this total conspiracy thing. But it's like the people who are supporting the autonomous military robots are not very good at convincing you that this is not something to be alarmed mm-hmm. about. So this is kind of interesting that a couple episodes that we're talking about the uh, the Sound of Freedom the movie. And the waves that it has made, and it's kind of funny because we talk about that um, when you have so so. Here's some examples: is you have um, Jason Aldean came out with that song. Try that in a small town, right? Mm-hmm. Total cultural backlash, the outrage, the leftist cancel culture. CMT dropped him. What do you think was the result of that? It's the number one song in the oh, country. Of course, right now, yeah, exactly. Right? And we we talk about like yeah if you give these things all this atten- all this attention like it's you're you're kind of undermining like the goal of what you're trying to do which is like silence this person or cancel it. Um, I think we saw a similar thing with the Sound of Freedom, and I was kind of like tracking this. And as it just oddly turns out, is I was talking about this with my buddy who's like a mover and shaker. He's doing mm-hmm. he's doing like a film production company. He's doing like all this stuff. So the 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 actor. Jim Caviezel, yeah, yeah. Uh, turns out they're friends, 
He's like, oh, yeah. No yeah, shit. Yeah, oh, Jimmy? Yeah, Jim. <laughs> he goes, yeah, interesting dude. Yeah, he's, he's kind of partnered up with us on a couple different projects. Nice. Right now. Yeah, he's a really interesting dude. He's an actor, you know, so I take it with a grain of salt. He's like, but, uh, and so we were talking about, I was like, it's kind of weird how that became such a weird, like, divisive cultural phenomenon. You know what I mean? Because you would think that it's drawing the attention to child trafficking. It's like, we can all get on board with that. And it's like, it's amazing how polarized like our political landscape is. It's like, we can't even get on board with that, trafficking children. I know. He goes, yeah, it's amazing. I was like, but you look, and look, you just look at the numbers. Like, they made that movie for, what is it, $14 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney shelved it. It sat on the shelves for five, six years, something like that. Right. And someone else, um, they decided to put it out. It's broke. It's over. It's made over $100 million at this point. And it just keeps going up, 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 up. And it's weird. It's like almost like the. You think the, when Disney like made that movie and they had it and they're like, all right, let's uh, let this go. There was someone like in the boardroom going, uh, actually, <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should pump the brakes on that just for a little bit. I'm just uh, <laughs> a little not sure it's really our thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always that weird guy. It just, he never talks in the meetings. <laughs> There are children laughing down the hall. <laughs> and then, um, but it's it's funny because it's like almost like the corporate media complex got the memo on it. They're like, we're not going to talk about this anymore. Like by all metrics and measures, like this is a wild, like a success story for a movie, right? Because we're talking about like as far as a profit and loss, you know, statement for a movie, it's like. You guys are, you know, what, oh, you million. and your you, profiting you, on your you, business you, ventures. You, Come on, Matt. You quintupled your investment. No, so no, far no. On, on this movie. And they're like, nope, we're talking about Barbie. We're going to yes. talk. That's what we're talking about. We're exactly. talking about the Barbie movie. Exactly. No, that's, uh, you're, you're thinking of the pre, uh, BlackRock State Street Vanguard <laughs> era when, back when we used to think that the success of a business venture was based on how much money it made mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. people. That's not it. Right, yeah. No. You, you're a wild yeah. right-wing <laughs> conspiracy capitalist yeah. scheme. Did it make anyone uncomfortable? Oh, it did? Well, then it was a failure, right? That's how I judge movies yeah. now because I am with it. Which is funny because I also looked at, let's look at the last couple of Disney movies. The last three Disney movies has, have lost them $900 million. yeah. Mm-hmm. Again, with you with the losing money, right. as if it's as if yeah, that's a problem. Your, 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 oh, here you go again with your stats, and your facts, <laughs> your clinical data, and your peer-reviewed studies. Yeah, no, DEI is how I judge a movie's quality. Right. So this is the uh, trailer to the killer robots. AI is a dual-edged sword. With the flip of a switch, and the technology becomes lethal. There is no place that is ground zero for this conversation more than military applications. Forces that are supported by AI will absolutely crush and destroy forces without. Of course, it's showing all sorts of tanks and to airplanes AI faster missiles. than their adversaries. The AI, unless it's told to fear death, will not fear death. There is no second place in war. If you're going up against an AI pilot, you don't see Who's with me? Dude, this this part right here, he was talking about how they're like the best fighter pilot in the Top Gun school uh-huh. went into a simulator to fly against the AI yeah. plane and just got smoked every yeah. single time. Like and the 
AI figured out a new tactic that human pilots won't use, and that's to fly directly at the other fucking plane, <laughs> shooting. <laughs> da, 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 da. And the human pilot's like, Ugh, like I got, you know, I got chickens out. Yeah, exactly. And the AI is just like, motherfucker, bonsai, like, boom, like right at him. It's so, it's like, you can't win. It's over. Like, we're all fucking yeah. doing A chance. How would a robot know the difference between what's legal and what is right? The hairs on the back of my neck literally stood up on end. The computer made tens of thousands of ideas for new chemical weapons. Will we see the decision to take up? This so is they, fucking terrifying. They, <laughs> they told the computer, the AI, to come up with uh, a better vaccine. So they have this one, or drug. Is this a drug? Uh come up with a better drug that has fewer side effects. And so it did these molecular, at the molecular level, it did these tests. Right. And it produced billions of variations, still the same drug, but just slight modifications. Yeah. And every time it got a little bit better, go, okay, let's go down that rabbit hole. And then, no, we'll go down that rabbit hole and get better and better and better. Yeah. And then these guys who were tasked with figuring out, like, what are some possible dangers of AI? They said, well, what if it did the opposite? And they said, all we fucking did was in the in the programming we flipped a zero to a one uh-huh. in some part of some huge line of code for this computer, right? And all of a sudden, the computer just started making more and more dangerous drugs, and it just just went like they had to they had to turn it off. They're like, holy shit, like this is yeah. insane. Because in like in minutes, it came up with the most toxic chemicals known to man. Wow, and they can just be made in a lab fucking insane so here's a like from a kind of theoretical perspective like this is what's scary about this is that we are basing this in the assumption because ai is what this crazy super artificial intelligence thank you (laughs) (laughs) it's this super intelligence that like manifests its own information and grow now that it grows on its own accord right and we're Doing this, I, I think the average layman is doing this under the assumption, like, yeah, it's for the betterment of humanity. And you have to decide, like, what what if in the beginning stages of AI of coming up, you know, saying these chemical compounds that you were just talking about, is AI, as its thesis goes, uh, we need human beings off the planet. Right? Yeah. That, I mean, that, you could easily make that assumption. Yeah. I mean, maybe if they stumbled across some of our podcasts, they'd change their minds. Be like, hold on. <laughs> There is a reason for humans to be alive. <laughs> what I found kind of interesting was the new level of plausible deniability that's going to be available mm-hmm. with automated robots. Right. Like, no longer is Barack Obama... No one can be held culpable yeah. for their so actions. Barack Obama killed countless people in weddings and birthday parties and things. And I'm uh, sure he does not sleep a wink. At night, Matt. By the way, did you know their sous chef just using my friend quotes drowned <laughs> paddleboarding in the the pond at the Obama uh, twelve million dollar spread there, right on the coast, exactly on the coast, right on the coast. Yeah, it must be elevated really high. I'm not worried about global it's, warming. Right? <laughs> it's probably on stilts. Yeah, very high. Yeah, you know, people drown. Did we also know that this is the? I believe this is the anniversary of jeffrey epstein dying today i think so ah, 
I'm well. It's the day. It's in between my kid's birthday and my anniversary. So let's look that up. I'm glad we dodged that bullet. This is a. Uh, is this a day to celebrate or a one twenty-seven a.m. July twenty-third, twenty nineteen? Epstein found dead. Same day that the Obama sous chef drowned. Why do you keep using finger quotes? Did he not drown? He did. Oh, I'm, they said he drowned. Mm-hmm. But we we suspect that he he knew something. I'm just asking these questions. Okay, I'm not here to shut you down, brother. <laughs> I'm no CNN town hall. It's just odd when things line up like this, date wise. Who is it that said their symbology will be the death of them? Uh, I, don't, I have no idea. You think this morning that guy was like, I think I'm just going to relax today and uh, read on the beach. And Obama was like, no, nah, you should go paddleboarding. It's a beautiful day out for paddleboarding. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just going to relax. I think he's like, no, nah, I think you should go paddleboarding. Look, it's calm. It's uh, maybe even catch a wave. No, I'm, I'm good. Get in the fucking water. <laughs> Are you familiar with the, because uh, we were talking about on the last episode, we we're talking about narcissism a lot. Yeah, is I started like thinking about this, and you you tend to break it down. Are you familiar with the three stages of narcissism, and the way that if you are a healthy, well-adjusted adult like us, us obviously is um, the way that because everyone's a narcissism, a narcissist at heart, you know, especially when you're younger, mm-hmm. the world revolves yeah. around you, and then when you become older, that kind of erodes. But when you that's why it stands like a sore thumb when I see like another adult, someone my age, that is a narcissist. I'm like, it's, mm-hmm. it's like the saddest thing that you ever see. Yeah, and they break it down into three stages. Is uh, what is it? It's first worrying about what people think of you, and second stage, not worrying about what people think of you, and then number three, realizing that no one's thinking about you. <laughs> <laughs> and for the people that. Don't get out of that. I guess the first stage is it's so sad. It's it's one of the most pathetic things I've ever seen. And I think because you see it play out on social media. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Particularly like Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, but my wife shows me stuff. I'm like, do they think we're like waiting here with bated breath to see what they think about Ukraine? <laughs> that's <laughs> or like the vaccine. That's the business plan. distancing, for example. Like, that's the reason Facebook like the, exists. This person's older than me. Like, uh, mm-hmm. like you would think they'd be a little bit the wiser, but it's like, yeah, you were that voice of reason in the Facebook like launch, you know, m- meeting when they first started the startup, and you're like, that people, are, the older people are not going to care it, what people think is, about them. This is why I can never, you guys. This is never going to work. I'm out of here. Take my take my shares. This, is, <laughs> this will never get off the ground. Yeah. No one cares what other people think. Like, yeah, <laughs> shit, dang it. <laughs> yeah, boy, were you wrong? Yes, that is the fucking drug that they're selling is narcissism. Yep. Yeah, dude, it's a uh, it's a pandemic. That's what that, that's what makes when, if you're wired like you and I are, or like you know our social circle, and you look at uh, you know we look at next door, you're like it's so entertaining. It's like I'm watching another species. Like yeah, talk. it's like I'm, I feel like it's like a zoo exhibit. You're just looking at it like ah, that's just that's how they do things. It's just, that's really interesting. Speaking of next door, and uh, oh boy, I was, I was gonna say when we were talking about uh, the sound of freedom. I asked an honest question yes. on next door. You know what sucks is that it, it, since it's in your neighborhood, I don't get alerts for it. Oh, 
yeah, so you'd have to fill me in. But I did check in a couple of times. And my my honest question was, knowing that this, the concept of child trafficking is the worst thing in the world, mm-hmm. is, and that and that some people say that this movie is pretty accurate mm-hmm. in in the stories that it tells, isn't it? Why can't lefties get on board? with this movie. What is the actual, what is the reason for this violent reaction than saying, and I quoted someone who said like hard pass, you know, yeah. like I'm honestly curious, like what is it? Yeah. And what kind of response do you think I got? Uh, I saw some QAnon in there. Uh, saw, so my bias is what I assume that answer was. Cause I saw you post that and I was looking through, I was like, it's going to come down to Trump. You know, it's going to come down to Trump. I started reading through. It's like, well, I'm not going to endorse anything that Trump supports. I'm like, mm-hmm. being against child trafficking, really? Like, is, you, yeah. is your brain? Has, what if he? Your brain has been permanently broken. Yeah. So if he endorses breathing air, you're out. Yeah. No way, man. I'm going straight carbon dioxide. Now, the the one person that the lady that did uh, engage me was saying, no, here's an article from Vice that says how like off base it is. And I was like, okay, it's Vice, so but I'll play along. And I read the Vice article. Vice who just declared bankruptcy, that Vice. Yeah, good point. <laughs> they, uh, they said in this article, they said none of these, like certain claims cannot be substantiated. Dude, what happened to Vice? Remember, Vice was the shit. Yeah, they it kicked was, Gavin McGinnis out. That's what happened. Yeah, there you they go. Went, they, like every organization, they move to the left unless they're actively established to fight the left. Unless that's the case, every organization is, it is the the great. It, that is the most glaring example of the way that critical theory plays out. It was, look at Vice Magazine. Look at their trajectory. They were the one, of, one of the most profitable alternative news media platforms in the entire world. Yeah. And they went full woke, went full left. And, and they used to be very alternative. Yeah. And now they're, they went mainstream. Yeah. Vice, they, used, Vice used to be the shit. When I was a kid, like, do- Vice was bad. I remember reading Vice Magazine. Yeah, when I was a kid going like, dude, this is I can't believe they printed this. This right. is insane. It should have been named something worse than Vice. Yeah, like Gout maybe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now you look at the name and you're like Vice. I think some German metal band has uh, rights to that name. So ah, sorry. damn. Now the, the the name Vice, it's like it might as well. It's like Buzzfeed. Like right. it doesn't it doesn't mean anything, you know? Yeah. But back then, Vice was like you almost there's some things you couldn't look at. Yeah, they were too gnarly to look at. Right. in that magazine. No, and then they just fucking... Well, it was, it was counterculture. Exactly. And then became the mainstream. Exactly. Much like every punk band. <laughs> but I was making this point, like, look, Vice is extremely biased. We all know that, mm-hmm. right? Here's another article that says, you know, that it's actually totally accurate. Oh, well, that's totally biased because it's from... I'm like, yeah, well, so is Vice. And I said, you know what? Who cares? What if it was pure fiction? Right. Then what? You still have a problem with it? A movie that's talking about ending child trafficking? Yeah. Why? What is your problem with it? Tell us what you're really worried about with this. Yeah. And if it just comes down to Trump, then I just... Why are we even doing this? You can't have conversations with those people. It's... Dude, we're getting about to get into the thick of it. with This uh, election that's coming up. Oh, yeah. See, they planned the uh, indictments for May 14th, which, which is like kind of the, the heyday or like the, the peak of the like election cycle. 
I think it was when it was more or less decided that he was going to be the candidate. It was like right around like mid-May. Okay. And a judge, I think, what, what is there, three indictments on the table at this point? And the, so the first one, um, the judge decided it's th- – th- this is a – not a Trump supporter. <laughs> Thank you for putting that caveat. It, it's it's a bad bad look. It's a very kind of Brazil look yeah. when you have the most likely contender for the seat of power being challenged by the Department of Justice being run by the current person in charge in power that's trying to hold on to that seat. Yeah. That's a bad look. Everyone and, sees and it. And if you want to undermine people's confidence and belief in our electoral process, this is a great way to do it. Everyone sees it. Everyone outside of our country is like, what's going on? This is not the America we know. So you said May 14th? May 14th, I think, is when they scheduled the beginning of the indictment process. Hmm. Let's see. We're going to need a little lull in the cycle. So for Kamala's... uh, Cocaine corruption scandal <laughs> to come out. Oh, dude! So, I, dude, you had my brain fucking spinning. It's got to be before. I'm <laughs> thinking it's got to be before May. <laughs> May is a little late because we need time to yes. for her to resign. Yes, and then appoint Gavin Newsom, and then Joe Biden just to wander off somewhere and get lost, just, and no one actually go and look for him. Just Viking funeral, like all right, he's, <laughs> he's not dead. Right, he's close enough. It's, I mean, look at him. Come on. Yeah. What, you want me to call him back? We're just we're good. We're good. This is the seventh clone, dude. I don't think he really knows who he actually is. <laughs> a copy of a guy. You've seen multiplicity, right? Yeah. That's what we're dealing with here. Oh, <laughs> uh, these conversations are so much more interesting than like, <laughs> when I get trapped into like normal everyday life. Well, before we go, I just wanted to talk about something that's actually kind of serious. Okay. Um since two thousand two there have been 27 seasons of The Bachelor. I was just going to ask you that. Yes. Um, so that's 27 marriages. How many of those marriages do you think are still together? One. Three. Three? Yeah. Out of 27? One of them happens to be from this year. So they don't get a lot of a lot of cred. Um but there's also one from 2021. Um and there's asterisks on this one too because James did not propose to <laughs> Kirk Connell. Instead they began a relationship. But yeah, it is. But on the after the final rose special, it was confirmed that James had ended their relationship. So that one uh they are still – wait, what is it? Let's see. Uh, in Oh, and sorry, and then in April they got back together. So they are still married uh, two years later. It, but – go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just, I just want to bring up something on the side here because is – how – metaphorically speaking, mm-hmm. what does this say about our society? Because the same people that watch things like The Bachelor – because I don't want to point out the obvious here, but it's a fake show about fake relationships, and they engage in a fake marriage. 
that may or may not last. It's complete complete pageantry on like in every sense of the word, right? Uh, every sense? No, because it, it's not actors pretending to get married. Yeah, but we they, they might be. I mean, they're not professional trained actors. Okay, but, they might be acting, but they actually get married. Okay, so but, it's but, not one hundred percent pure right, pageantry. Okay, let me rephrase this. Is do the people that go on that show are why are, I'm what, talking about it like I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, no, think about it like this. Like, what, what's the impetus for the, to, for the people to go onto that show? What are they looking for to go on that show? Are they looking for love? Are they looking for a relationship? No. Are they looking for a career in show business? They're looking for a toddler with a t-shirt on walking down the side of the freeway <laughs> in the middle of the night. <laughs> Fuck, I was just about to tie it all together. You beat me to it. But the same people that watch that watch MSNBC and CNN and all the major news networks. I don't think so. I, I don't think you I really. Categor- I, I think, think so. these people are weirdos that watch this show. Not weirdos, but they're just kind of cross. It's one board. of the. High, it's one of the most watched. They're not politically active people. My point they're being, not serious people. My point being that if you watch that show, if you're standing on the outside like we are, is you go like, why, why? What, what are you getting out of it? Like, mm-hmm. do you like? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you are out of the double-digit IQ. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe not. <laughs> but I mean, if you were to sit that person down, like, do you think these are like real relationships? Like, people are going there, like, looking for love. Like, this marriage is going to last. Like, you know, they're looking to no have have like an organic. Because I like, know people that watch the show. Do you? Yes. Are they smart? Yeah. Okay. I mean, smart enough. Okay. 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 So I then I guess I can't say their names. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so then those same people. Would also like repeat whatever talking point that they saw Joe Biden say or oh, Kamala Harris say or whatever, which is also pageantry. So when you hear like um, Kamala Harris came out this week and you know she's saying she comes out and say like they're making it illegal to talk about slavery in Florida. You're like, no, they're not. I read the curriculum, by the way. <laughs> they're, they're, it, slavery is mentioned 191 times in the curriculum. Yeah, but and, they but, say but people, that slaves people, got it good. They, they learn skills. They learned a job. They got a trade. They got a scholarship. There, there, there's one line that almost mentions that. And when they, But people see Kamala Harris talk about that stuff. They go, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Interesting. It's, it's, mm, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm purely thinking right now, through okay. trying to look through the eyes of – Someone or the people that fell for the don't say gay bill. You're like, no, nowhere in the bill. Let me me say this. So, um, I'm trying to think of it through the eyes of this person that I was telling you that I know who who watches it. I know this person well, Mm -hmm. and this person is entertained by the drama. Okay, they're obviously a woman. I'm talking about right. This isn't. Yeah, guys, don't watch this. Um, are, are you talking about our political process or the Bachelor? <laughs> uh, I'm currently talking about the Bachelor. Okay, but um, this person also watches like you know just the worst shows, mm-hmm. all the reality shows. Yeah, but chicks like that drama, whatnot. This person has recently, even though they are a Democrat, Obama voting Democrat, they have re- recently purchased a gun. And every time I talk to them about what's actually going on in California, mm-hmm. they are disgusted. Yeah. Right? So they're not of a particular political persuasion. Right. And they're not dumb. They get – when I explain things to them, they get it. Now, they are 
subjecting themselves to the worst information available, mm-hmm. but this person's not ever going to download a podcast. Right. This person has no idea where to listen to Joe Rogan if they wanted to, mm-hmm. uh, or another really fa- popular podcast, like, I don't know, Liberty Tree maybe or something like that. Um, <laughs> But you can support uh, at Patreon if you'd like to. <laughs> we really would appreciate your help. Uh, help us stay in beer. Help us pay for all. There's a lot of little fucking expenses that go on with this podcast. So, And uh, shout out to Nunya Business, who just upped their Patreon, doubled their Patreon subscription oh, yeah. yesterday. Yes. So thank you very much, let's sir send, or madam. Let's send that guy something. Or girl. Or girl. We can't. They didn't give us any information. I wanted to send them the stickers. I wanted to send them whatever they, you know, I could, or even a thank you, but they're no email, no nothing. They're being super uh, anonymous. So, all right. Anyways, there is one couple still married from The Bachelor who've been married since 2013. Wow. Lowe and, let's see, it's uh, Sean Lowe and Catherine... Gucci, Gucci, married on January 26, 2014. They have three children together, two Damn. sons, Samuel and Thomas, and Isaiah Hendricks. I assume, oh, and uh, oh, I'm sorry, Samuel Thomas and Isaiah Hendricks and their daughter, Mia Mejia. And I just thought when I saw this, because if the answer was zero, are uh-huh. still married, like, would anyone be shocked? No. I think that's what everyone assumes. Yeah. That this is, you can't go get married on TV and actually find true love. So I, I want to say that, because you said three, mm-hmm. but it sounds like two are <laughs> kind of shaky at best. Right. So I mean, we're talking one. Check back in in five years. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so yeah, basically one. Okay. But I just thought, that's fucking awesome. Here are two people that did the thing that we're making fun of. Did this uh, narcissistic, I want to be on TV, I want to, you know, just, I don't actually think that I'm going to find true love on this. That's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. If you do, you have a low IQ maybe or whatever. And these two people went and they did it and they were like, I fucking like you. Me too. And they fucking have three kids now out of this (laughs) stupid show. I think it's fucking fantastic. Hey, we're not 27, ain't bad. (laughs) No one ever said the show was there to make true love happen, to make babies, right? The show is there to entertain. These people pulled the diamond out of the rough. Okay. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, yeah. So we got, uh, we originally slated to have something very interesting happen. Oh, right. We got to talk about this. Right. And we're going to do that another time. Okay. Would you like to lay the groundwork for this? I would. Okay. So... I have a uh, structural engineer that I work with who will remain anonymous who I was chatting with the other day about our JFK. Mm -hmm. This is before we did the JFK episode. Right. And he had – oh, it was because we had sent out the questionnaire to people. Yeah. Asking who killed JFK. Right. And this person wanted to respond with a full-on email. Yeah. Which never happened, but he ended up calling me and we talked talked it out. And his take on it was very kind of – in very nuanced, very middle of the road, like uh, maybe something along the lines of, uh, I don't think that the CIA as an organization killed JFK, mm-hmm. but I do think it's possible that some actors in the CIA killed JFK and then some other 
part of the CIA when like, oh, fuck, now we got to hide this. We got to cover this up. Thanks a lot, assholes. And then, you know, it was just kind of no one was actually on the same page doing it. That's kind of his take, that it wasn't this like uh, federal agency wide multifaceted attempt to and including the mafia, including he didn't think it was that organized of a of a um of an action. So, you know, great answer. And I really appreciate the, yeah. the, the thoroughness. And this is a person who uh is not a Liberty Tree listener. He is not, as far as I know, uh keyed into all the same stuff that we are. But he did say it was one of the best things he'd ever heard on JFK that episode. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Just the fact that we had like, I mean, it's secondhand, but it's kind of like firsthand stories yeah, yeah. of what happened. And someone so key to all of the workings of how everything unfolded that yeah. day in uh, Doug's dad. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with him. I thought it was pretty, pretty amazing. But anyways, in this conversation, we started talking about, um, he asked me, where do you stand on 9-11? And I was like, you know, gave him my spiel. Mm-hmm. Where do I stand on 9-11? I don't know. Kind of the way he stands on JFK. I don't don't really know. I haven't done enough research to feel like I know. And I don't know anyone who really could at this point. There's just too much destroyed, too much covered up. But there's a lot of shit that doesn't make any sense at all. That's how I approach all these things, whether it's uh, JFK or 9-11. I was like, look, I I can't claim to know what, what the answer is. Like, you know, right. they're, they're, the, the information is so convoluted and corrupted and there's so many, there's just so much noise out there. It would be arrogant to think that we like, could. Here's what I do know is what I'm told happened did not happen. Correct. That I'm pretty sure of. And what I always leave it at, and I'm like, I don't know, this, I try not to fall back on this as, as an ideology because it's, it's, la- it's intellectually lazy and it's chicken shit. Go like, here's what I do know. There's a shit ton of unanswered questions, and I, you know, and by bringing up these questions that people get angry or they try to shut you down, then I go like, okay, now I'm really interested in these questions. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about nine eleven. Yep, well said. And yeah, I think there's so <laughs> there be so many there's people that have dedicated their lives to figuring out what happened yep. in nine eleven, and they still don't really know. So for us to claim that we know, did you ever see Loose Change? Back yeah, in the day, so of course. that's yeah. like the like conspiracy primer, like one on one. That's like your JC intro one on one conspiracy. Totally, I remember watching that on tour, like right when it came out. I burned it onto a CD, onto a DVD, mm-hmm. and watching it. And I remember just going, like, "Holy shit!" Like I didn't, I didn't really thought about this. I always knew something had went on. Yeah, right. Because what I didn't buy, going back to the first thing I said, what I didn't buy is like. They hate freedom, so they flew planes into these buildings, mm-hmm. killed a bunch of people. I'm like, I'm not buying that. It's kind of extreme. I'm like, uh, the, like you're you're talking about like someone killed thousands of people due to an abstract idea. I'm like, I'm not buying that. And you get into like, oh well, look at their support for Israel, and like we've been bombing their countries forever, and like, you know, how do you know that? That's what fucking. Obama's or what? Oh, Freudian slip. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what he said. Why he's doing this? I'm listening to the guy who coordinated allegedly these attacks. You know the the manifesto he wrote. That's what he said. He's like, here is why we're doing this. Yeah, and we ignored that, and then we go like, therefore we're invading Iraq. And you're like, okay, 
Although loose change did not uh, didn't get in, into any of that. They no, just in fact, they, the they said that o- Osama bin Laden wasn't part of it, and yeah. they had all sorts of weird little things about his watch yeah. and whatnot. So, so but well, that that being like my starting point, like yeah. okay, now I really want to look into this, and I saw like loose change, and then you just go like further and further, yeah. and further down the road. So my uh, my engineer buddy, um, he believes in his soul, and he's a structural engineer mm-hmm. that there's no chance that those buildings were brought down by jet fuel. Mm-hmm. And, dude, you want to hear the, like, the little quick little calculation that I did this today when I was kind of getting ready to prepare for this? Because he was supposed <laughs> yeah. to be on today. But um, All right, the buildings are 1,362 feet tall, and they're 208 by 208 foot square, mm-hmm. right? Which makes them... Fifty-eight million nine hundred and twenty-five thousand cubic feet. Okay, which is transferred into gallons, four hundred and forty million seven hundred and ninety-four thousand gallons. Okay, that's their volume, right? Right. Yeah. Yep. Of space, the jet that flew into it, this uh, Boeing seven six seven, I believe, has sixteen thousand gallons of fuel in it. Okay. Which is point zero zero four percent the size of the building, mm-hmm. and somehow this amount of fuel <laughs> ignited that entire building, and I mean, just it just makes no sense, right? But don't don't take my word for it. Mm-hmm. My engineer is going to come on and talk about it. But anyways, here's the here's a little teaser for what his who theory. doesn't have any political bent, by the way, right? Uh, I think he, if any, I mean, he doesn't, he's kind of a lefty, isn't he? He's kind of a lefty. Yeah. As far as I know, he, he could, uh, listen to this and tell me, no, he's not. But in the conversations that we've had, um, he's more on that side, although he's a very, very free thinker. Yeah, for sure. He definitely doesn't march to just what the, the mainstream media's drum tells him to march to, but here's his theory. Okay. He believes that the buildings were pre-wired a long time ago. Because a lot of people think that. Oh, really? Yeah. I'd never heard it before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because of the the chance that a uh, a bomb or a, a, another terrorist attack could blow the starting with the original World Trade Center bombing back in was that like nineteen ninety one or mm-hmm. eighty nine or something. Um, <sighs> that a, a an attack like that had that gone off could have caused the building to fall over. Oh, right, right. right. Which would be way worse. Yeah. Than what actually happened. You would have had what happened plus all the other buildings that would have been destroyed yeah, along with gotcha. it. And if they had caught on fire, God knows. Oh, so he's collapsed. saying it was pre-wired for a terrorist attack, and so it was and meant so, to, to implode on itself and go straight down. Yes, and somebody hit the switch to blow it up once the buildings were on fire. Interesting. In order to prevent them from falling over, which is normally what buildings do, apparently. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. He is going to explain a lot more of that when he comes on. I'm looking forward to this one. I know. God, I hope he does. 